Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Goes by the pseudonym most nerdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's those nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ditto heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome, my friends, to your Wednesday Rush Hour. James Golden, Snurdly here with you. If you want to be part of the program today, 800-848-WABC is your number to call. 800-848-9222. So much in the news as there is every day. One of the stories that actually almost brought a smile to my face because it's so absurd is a headline that appeared in The Hill this morning. Trump seeks to weaponize Georgia indictment. You see, Trump, out of nowhere, just wants to go on the offense and weaponize an indictment against him. He wants to, he's the bad guy. He wants to weaponize it. The weaponization of the law is with Georgia. And this lurid indictment that has come from Fannie Willis and company. I thought Alan Dershowitz, who is remarkable these days in his candidness, which you don't get from people on the left because they're too afraid to step up and say this is wrong, afraid that their base will turn on them because their base in many cases, are anti-Trump, Trump-hating partisans. But Dershowitz, who is a leftist, by the way, and a Harvard Law School professor, says this today, Al Gore, his legal team, and I tried to find uncounted presidential votes, lobbied officials, and fought in the courts in 2000. The only difference now, the candidate's name is Donald Trump. That's why this prosecution is an outrage. Everything that Donald Trump did in the days after the election has been done before. Don't forget, people like Stacey Abrams, when she lost for governor, said that this election was a sham. I'm the governor. 
Hillary Clinton pouted and walked around for months saying that Donald Trump was the illegitimate president of the United States. And that came after she and others in the Obama administration did everything they could to undermine his presidency with, I I said it came after, it came before, they did everything possible both before he was elected and afterwards with this phony Russian collusion hoax. Was no collusion. This was a political operation. The Dershowitz piece is particularly interesting. He begins by saying electoral challenges have long been part of the American history, only now they're being criminalized. And that is exactly what's happening here, my friends. A margin of less than 600 ballots determined that Governor George W. Bush, rather than Vice President Al Gore, won the state and thus the Electoral College. I was convinced then, and I am convinced now that the result was wrong. Further in the article, Dershowitz talks about how they were doing what? Looking for votes. Looking for uncounted votes. This idea that Trump... Donald Trump somehow did something illegal looking to see if there were any uncounted votes in Georgia is an absurd proposition. But nonetheless, it dominates. So there are plenty of articles. There's one article, I'll have to go back and look at which pub it was in, that actually listed the legal challenges now that Trump is facing and put them on a calendar. And what you have is from October through now next year, you can see how many different theaters of this war, and that's what it is, a political war, Donald Trump and his legal team will be fighting while at the same time trying to campaign. We have never seen election interference on this scale in this country before. And it is doubtful that we will ever see it again unless this becomes the new norm. And if this becomes the new norm, my friends, America is over. America, as you know it already, is in jeopardy. But if this becomes the new norm, it's over. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. There are other political stories out here, too. You know, Donald Trump has refused to sign this stupid loyalty pledge with the Republican National Committee. In fact, they're still whining, moaning, see whether he'll come to the debates. If I were Donald Trump, I'd tell the RNC to take those debates and put them where the sun will not ever shine. Why should he go on a stage and debate anybody at this point? And why should he sign something from the RNC, when, in fact, many of the members, the upper echelon of the RNC, would love nothing more than to see Donald Trump out of their way. Joe Biden's going to go to Hawaii. The press is so, you know, Joe Biden sat on the beach with his head slumped while Maui was burning 
while Lahaina was burning. And he took a lot of flack after he was asked about it, and he said no comment. We have 1,500 people missing, dead out in the, oh, and your host, I am going to say it was on the cutting edge, as I always am, with the kooks. Today in the Independent, they did a huge article about the fires and Joe Biden. That's, of course, the U.K. Independent. Yeah, you know what? I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I used to sit and talk. You could do a whole show and not even mention foreign press, but those days are over. Because journalism in America is in such dire straits that sometimes when you want real news, you have to go to the foreign press when you want accurate news. Biden to visit Hawaii, his death toll hits 106. They had a series of live updates that they came. The U.S. Department of Health Human Services has now deployed a team of coroners, pathologists, technicians, they sent exam tables, x-ray units. Some of these people, a lot of them were burned beyond recognition. But one of the things that came out in this, in these updates today, as a possible cause of the fires, and you kooks, listen up. You kooks, kooks, kook alert. If you can put down your kookery for a minute, Listen up. Security video shared by a bird sanctuary in Maui captured a flash of light around 11 p.m. local time on August 7th, followed by a bright flame that continued to burn. This new footage, kook alert, It was a bright light, but it wasn't aliens. Didn't have anything to do with Bill Gates Foundation. Oprah wasn't seen in the vicinity. None of those theories, you know, the the theories where Oprah wanted more land. That's why I, I did. I saw this on social media that the fire knew The fire knew to avoid Oprah's place, and the fires out there knew to avoid the place of other celebrities that will benefit from the fire. This was on social media. The fire intelligently knew to stay away from the celebrity homes out there. But now this new footage has emerged as key evidence pointing to the fact that what? Fallen utility lines could be the possible cause of what sparked the wildfire. They're not saying it is, but the timeline fits. And then at the end of the long and brilliant article in the UK Independent is this note, which was published at 1540. Today, their time, that would be over there in the U.K. across the pond. Conspiracy theorists are claiming that a, that a space laser beam started the Hawaii fires. 
Conspiracy theorists have managed to go viral after spreading false claims that the devastating wildfires have torn through the Isle of Maui were started by a space laser. A space laser. And they, the, the final paragraph is, yet whenever the climate is related to a tragic story, it doesn't take long for conspiracy theorists to try and spin the narrative to make others think what they're seeing isn't really about the state of the planet. No, it's about some kind of kookery. But they're late to the program because I told you these kooks were out here days ago. The space laser. Idiocy. I wrote two articles over the last 24 hours. And one of those articles pertains to what is happening on Maui. You can find the articles that I wrote on the dailybs.com. And if you would and you want to share them, feel free, the dailybs.com. Here's the article from Bo Snerdly, Greed on Parade. Anybody that has been in the middle of working on a project only to be interrupted by a spam caller asking if you would consider selling your house knows how utterly annoying that is. Imagine then what it must be like to find yourself fighting for the bare resources of survival because your house has been burned down to the ground and get that same kind of phone call. Only the situation is worse than that. Because you are a survivor of the fires that consume parts of Maui. And on top of your own struggle with survival, you have seen close hand the horrific tragedies of this saga that has captivated the world. Things have gotten to the point that the governor of the state, Josh Green, released a statement in response to the number of investors and realtors that are now calling Maui residents to persuade them to sell their fire-damaged property. The governor of the state says he's reached out to the attorney general to explore the options to do a moratorium on any sales of properties that have been damaged or destroyed. Moreover, the governor said he would caution people it's going to be a very long time before any growth or housing can be built. And so you would be pretty poorly informed if you try to steal land from our people and build here. Now, my friends, there are places in Maui, Lahaina, on this island, where fires are still burning or smoldering. Yet, ruthless and, dare I say, heartless and greedy realtors and investors can't even wait until the dead are identified, much less buried, before trying to cash in. To badger people trying to cope with surreal tragedy with sales calls is beyond classless and clueless. It is evil. This greed on parade is is just another disgusting example 
of the lack of humanity that afflicts so much of our modern life. I know, asking those immoral enough to think that these sorts of calls are perfectly fine to refrain from making them is probably pointless. It would take somebody that had a degree of consciousness to get it, to understand why it's so wrong to call people who've lost everything, who are fighting for their lives, and asking them, "Uh, do you think you might want to sell your property? What a world. James Golden Snurley. This is the King and Queen Day here. Elvis Presley, on the 16th of August in 1977, was found lying dead on the floor of his bathroom by his girlfriend, Ginger Alden. I mean, the details that they go to here. You, you know how Travolta, in the fictional account of Pulp Fiction, died? He was in the bathroom. Spoilers! I haven't seen Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction is like 30 years old. I mean, I'm not spoiling anything. Well, Elvis was... He had been using the... He, anyway. Just say he passed in. He passed in the bathroom. He had been on the throne. The king had been on the throne. But this is the anniversary of the king's death. At his home. It is also the anniversary of the Queen's death. August 16th, 2018. American singer, songwriter, icon, Aretha Franklin, died in her home in Detroit at the age of 76 years old. The Queen. For me to love you. The Queen of Soul. And the King of Rock. Both share this as their departure anniversary on WABC. Coming back. Your call's part of the program today, so if you do want to comment, 800 8 WABC is the number to call 800-848-9222 This is the line that upsets so many Yes baby, I know a woman's duty It's to have and love her man That's the way what baby? That's the way It was planned WABC coming back. Your calls are going to be part of the program. Stay with us here. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yeah, so not only do we live, but we die. We talked about the deaths of the king and the queen, Elvis and Aretha. Today's the birthday of JT, James Taylor, not that James Taylor, JT from Cool in the Gang. Lead singer, Cool in the Gang. Born on August 16, 1953. You know, you know who else is celebrating a birthday today? The one and the only, Louise Veronica Ticone. You know who, you know who that is, right? You don't, you're not familiar with her? Louise Veronica. I've heard the name, but I'm not. Remind me who that is again? Madonna. Oh! (laughs) I knew I heard, I knew I heard the name before. Yeah, Madonna, singer, actress, August 16, 1958. Madonna is, by the way, certified as the best-selling female recording artist of all time. She is the most successful solo artist in the history of the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart. She holds the record for the most number one singles by a female artist in Australia, Canada, Italy, Spain, and the United Kingdom. So happy birthday, Madonna. Happy birthday, JT. And there are some others. Okay, I told you I had written one piece and did that already. These greedy investors can't wait to leave people identify before they're calling, trying to swoop in on the burned-out land in Maui. I mean, what kind of person do you have to be? Well, actually, you know, I've had this experience firsthand. I'm going to share something I've never shared before. A few days after Rush Limbaugh passed, I'm sitting here at home, and I am, of course, those in those early days, the grief was profound. I get a call from a person that I have known for years. This is a pretty wealthy individual out in the west coast of the United States. And she tells me, she starts on the phone by saying, you know, gee, I called you, I've been thinking about you. I'm so sorry about Rush, blah, 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 blah. Why do I say blah, blah, blah? Because now I place her call differently than, than I would have before. That was all the pre, that was just all a prelude to what she really wanted. This woman had the gall to ask me, by the way, do you have a, 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 a number where I can reach Mrs. Limbaugh? Because I want to see what the plans are for them selling the property. And I'm like, and I guess I, I just, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And I guess she kind of got it. She says, oh, no, come on. She says, look, real estate is, real estate's a tough business. She says, don't, don't, and that's the last time I talked to her. It's like, how dare you call me in the middle of this two or three days after Rush died and your little vulture claws are already trying to see whether you can get your little claws in so that you can weasel in 
and make a profit off of his death within hours. I mean, he hadn't even been buried yet. And it's the same kind of thing that's happening to these people in Hawaii. You've got these vultures. These people are fighting for their lives. Some of them have no homes left. Some of them have lost everything. And you have these vultures calling them, asking them if they're interested in selling. Uh, what, what gives with people? There's something else, though. There's another story that happened Monday, and this story has huge ramifications. It happened in Montana. We don't have the time to go into it right now, but I'm just going to give you the prelude of it really quickly. There was a case in Montana brought by a bunch of Gretas. You know those little Greta Thunberg woman, the little girl that goes all around the world whining about as she travels and uses up more plain fuel than almost anybody else her age, whining about the climate and how you all need to stop flying and do whatever you do in your life because global warming is robbing she and her, how dare you, how dare you, as she goes around the world telling you to stop living your life because you are endangering planet Earth. Well, 16 young people brought a lawsuit in Montana. The suit argued that they have a right to clean a clean and healthful environment and that Montana had deprived them of that right by allowing too much fossil fuel to be produced, oil, gas, coal, and so forth. The judge this week issued, there was a ruling in this case, and to me it was stunning. So we'll talk about that when we come back from the news break. The judge basically sided with them. And so I'm going to ask members of my staff, so I don't surprise you, I'm going to give you time to think about it for a change. Here's the question that I'm going to ask each of you. Do you have a right, that is the key word. Do you have a right to have a clean and healthful environment? That's where the case turned. Do you have a right to have a clean and healthful environment? James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, Post Snurley's Rush Hour. Also in the birthday category, Al Hibbler. Nope, yes, today, but that's not who this is. Also a birthday for Robert Squirrel Lester, second tenor, Shy Lights. These are the Shy Lights. Big hit, back in the 70s. My parents weren't even born in the 70s. On WABC. I was happy as a lark. But now... I go for walks, to the movies, maybe to the park. Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. August 16th, 1997. 
the slapper. Will Smith. Four weeks at number one. With this one, Men in Black, he won a Grammy for it. Didn't slap anybody at the awards. Best rap solo performance, of course. Behind him, Patrice Russian. Let us, my friends, um, let me get back and ask you this question. Okay, let me run through this story real quick. Okay, so Monday, the decision was delivered in Montana. The state now has to, it must, according to this ruling, consider climate change when deciding whether to approve or renew fossil fuel projects. 16 young'uns, 16 little Greta's types, Brought the lawsuit. They said they have the right to a clean and healthful environment. Court agreed with them. Judge Kathy Sealy, Montana District Court. This is a landmark ruling, by the way. Found that the plaintiffs made their case when they said the extreme weather conditions, blah, 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 today are supposedly proof that the health of Montana families has been threatened because the state liberally permits oil, gas, and coal projects to come to the market. So, here I'm going to ask the staff. This is landmark ruling stuff. Landmark ruling. You have a right, a right, right to a clean and helpful environment. All right, Diego, do you have a right to it? I'm going to say yes. Mostly, mostly because of what I'm going through with my landlord here in New York City. I'm not going to name the company or whatever, but I don't know. It's been, it's been kind of dirty and terrible and they haven't really done anything to fix it. So I'm on the side of like, yeah, I would rather live in a clean, healthier environment than. But you have a right, a legal right. It's a lot of gray area there, but I want to say, yeah, if it's, if it's like in the air, you're breathing it. No matter, regardless of where you where you live or what you're doing, I mm-hmm. feel like mm-hmm. it is it it would affect health. It would affect my ability to work. Then in that case, I, I want to say yes. I'm leaning towards mm-hmm. yes. Philip, thank you, Philip. You have a right to a clean and healthful environment. Do as, you have a right? As long as I'm paying tax uh, property taxes, absolutely. I'm not paying them for no reason. I need to get something out of it. You know. You children, you don't know, do you? You don't know. You don't know what you've just unleashed upon yourselves. Okay? This language is so stupidly vague that anybody can walk in anywhere in Montana and say, okay, so my next door neighbor is a hoarder and it's not a clean and help for the environment, and I want to sue. Because I have a right, I have a right to a clean and healthful environment. Where is that in the Constitution of the United States? It's not in there. But all unenumerated rights, the state just found I have a right to it. Okay. All right. 
I was out to dinner last night, and halfway through the dinner, I had to go to go take a wee wee, and so I went to the bathroom, and the bathroom was filthy. I walked in there and I smelled men. I smelled that you know when men you know miss, and and it was just disgusting. And I'm going to court because I have a right. I have a right to a clean and healthful environment. And and it wasn't clean. And smelling that stuff definitely isn't healthy. This, the word right is a really powerful word legally. Once you declare something to be a right, you have opened up legal challenges to everything connected under those words. I'm going to tell you up front, you do not have a right to have something clean. Here's your right. If your landlord is got you living in a condition that you don't want to live in, you have the right to freaking move. And if you have a lease, you have maybe a right, if it's in there, to break your lease for them breaching what you haven't done. Okay? If you... Uh, here's what needs to happen here. I am not uh, an environmental scientist, but here, I am I'm, I think I'm on safe ground. This business about climate change. Since the moment that Almighty God created heaven and the earth, the climate has been changing, and it will continue to change. Not only is the climate of the earth changing, but right now the climate of our entire solar system, our galaxy are changing. At this very moment, as we mentioned the other day, Andromeda and Milky Way galaxy are on collision course. One day, there's going to be really dramatic climate change, and it will be a less than healthful environment if there are any mortals left. This ruling is called junk science meet junk justice. Because what has happened here in Montana is absurd. And we're going to be paying ramifications for it for years and years to come if this ruling is allowed to stand. And I'm sorry, you do not have a right to have a clean environment. That's not a right. Maybe a privilege, and we all want it, but it's not a constitutionally guaranteed right. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, we are coming back. Your calls right ahead, 800 You can weigh in on this if you want to, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
You know what that is as soon as you hear the drum track, right? The next My Sharona on this day went gold back in 1979. Yeah, I know Rich was playing this at all the disco. Yeah, mix this with some Susudio. You get Serona, you get Susudio, and right? I got the knack, my bro. Telephone time. Let's go to Adam in Connecticut. Adam, how are you? Welcome, WABC. Hey, Bo, love your show. Um, if you really want to know what your staff thinks, you should ask them if they believe that uh, human-made, that human, you know, carbon emissions uh, relate is you know instrumental in global warming and i think you probably oh well let me let me i tell you what you just have a great idea let's ask them okay diego do you believe that mankind people like you driving around flying all the way down there to new zealand and then up to singapore do you think you're responsible for climate change uh, I did. I did fly to New Zealand, but I did it do with like hundreds that, of other people at the same time. I don't do know. Do you think that your behavior is responsible for climate change? Individually, no. I think I. I that that coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up. Uh, Philip, I did fly to do New you Zealand. Think, I'm not. <laughs> Philip, are you responsible for climate change with the way what you do? Your cars, all the oil products you use, the fossil fuel stuff, you flying around, driving cars. Are you helping to create climate change? Bo, i got to be honest with you. I barely skated by with a broadcast journalism degree in college. I am not qualified to answer this question. Boom. We have a young, beautiful intern. Training in. We're going to ask her too. Are you, Miss Beautiful, responsible for climate change? I know you fly around, you jet set. Are you responsible for climate change? I would say just myself, probably not. There are probably other people who contribute way more than I do. I don't own a car. Um, I walk most places. So I would say that I definitely try to uh not inflict the environment as harshly as you know as least harshly as i can so okay yeah she said it as good as i wanted to say it but i just couldn't get the words out honestly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm you all are not responsible for climate change you living your lives are not responsible i don't care what they told you a little bit maybe no you're not no no you're not the forces that created this plan, this is the arrogance of, of man to think that your actions on earth are responsible and the earth is somehow fragile. This earth is not a fragile thing, but I take him, I'm taking away a call from Adam. Adam, get to your, thank you, Adam. Great suggestion. All I have to say is after hearing them, I, it, this, their generation, cause I'm 50, almost 50, gives me hope for the world. It really does. Cause that's generally what that generation thankfully, uh, understands and believes. Cause they know that they can't be wrong. And if you're wrong, Bo, then their lives are going to be really rough. Not like sweet and cushiony like our lives have been. Okay. But, um, but getting to the point, I feel, I read the indictment, uh, regarding Trump and I feel an enormous amount of sympathy. 
um, for uh, Ruby Freeman, for Brad Rasberger, for all these people whose lives were really destroyed. And I just hope that when the day comes, unfortunately, when Trump is going to be found guilty and he will go to jail, probably Giuliani too, uh, history will not remember these people kindly. And I think your staff knows that. But I will say I hope that Ruby and those people that, that were wronged by these people feel some sense of justice. And I am very proud to be an American these days because of what's going on right now in Georgia. Okay, Adam, let me just say to you that I think you're completely wrong about what the outcome is going to be here. I think this phony indictment from Fannie Hill, I'm sorry, Fannie Willis, is not going to hold up. I think the idea that nothing happened in the Georgia elections is a sham. And I'm hopeful that during the discovery process, we'll learn more and more about Georgia. Raffensperger's life hasn't been ruined. Governor Kemp's life hasn't been ruined. This is scrutiny, and we in America have been arguing about elections ever since elections. This is not, they are trying to criminalize. Look, if Trump is guilty of this, then we need to go back and put Hillary in the can too. But daring to question and calling Trump an illegitimate, uh, and, and don't forget Stacey Abrams who walked around for years pretending to be governor because she said she lost an unfair election. So this is a lot of political nonsense. But sadly, many people that want to see Trump get his quote-unquote comeuppance are latching on to it. But I always love hearing from you, Adam. We disagree, but I so love hearing from you, and I appreciate your call very much. Let us go to Staten Island and Frank. How are you doing, Frank? Hi, how are you doing? Good afternoon. Times are running. What's on your mind, my friend? Yeah, yeah. A person doesn't really have a right to a clean environment or anything like that. You don't have a right to a thing. You have a right to an action. That's what rights are about. You have a right to clean the air around you, to clean the the walls of your house, to clean the water that you might have. Or to call City Hall and, and have them clean it. Or to call your landlord and have them fix something. It, that, that's what you have the right to do legally. So you don't you don't have a, you don't have a right to, to clean food, clean air, or, or a clean or, or whatever. You don't, or or, or health care. You don't have a right to health care. You have a right to try to to uh, make your life better by t- t- eating good food, taking vitamins, exercising, things like that. You are exactly right, my friend. We throw around in society this word right so often that people have forgotten the legal context or were never taught, frankly, and that's not, I'm not trying to be mean, or never taught the context of what a constitutionally guaranteed right is and why there are so few of them and why they are so protected. You did a great explanation there, Frank. I appreciate it. Victor in Eastern Connecticut, you're up next. Hi, uh, well, thanks for taking my call. Yesterday, the final caller said that uh, Trump couldn't uh, uh, run for election under uh, Amendment 14, but that only deals with treason and uh, insurrection. There is a precedent where uh, a person who was uh, mayor of uh, Boston, Mayor uh, John Curley, was uh, convicted of a postal infraction. He was in the Federal Correctional Institution in Danbury, Connecticut, and not only was uh, ran for election, but he won re-election while in Danbury prison. And he was convicted on a federal crime. So 
So there is precedent that uh, uh, even if he is, is sent to prison, he could still run for uh, uh, election. The Hill did a major piece this week, and I cited it. And what they were trying to make the case was, if Trump wins, and if he is convicted, he wouldn't be able to, he wouldn't be able to successfully govern the country because there's nowhere in a jail for him to read the secret documents. That was the extent of their silly argument. Yes, under our Constitution, the way it's set up, not only could Donald Trump be convicted in these silly cases, he could actually be forced to go behind bars until he could pardon himself of the federal charges. Now, state charges a little bit different. But we'll be well, there's going to be time to talk about that, and we will cover it. Sorry we couldn't get to all the calls. We are here tomorrow, God willing. 4 o'clock for Boston Early's Rush Hour. As we are each Monday through Friday, and of course Saturday morning, it's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza, which starts at 7 in the morning on Saturdays. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your family and loved ones. Love, gratitude for your being here today. We shall, again, God willing, see you tomorrow. Bye. Radio 77 WABC. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.